Hey there, hi there, ho there. Welcome to another week of semi-quarantined, semi-not. Breaking news. What's the breaking news? Oh, I thought you would take it away. Okay, uh, I don't know. We're, <laughs> I thought we're there was seamless. actual breaking news. <laughs> well, I guess there is. Yesterday, Supreme Court mm. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. Very sad. Mm-hmm. She was 87, yes. I believe. And it was of cancer? Mm-hmm. She had a lot That's of really issues sad. with her lungs and things, and everyone just mm. needs to take this November's election very seriously, as you should have anyway, but especially now. Um, Ashley Tisdale is pregnant, apparently. I heard about that. Sorry, I'm eating ice right now. But, you know, guys, just go out and be be an important part of... I don't want to say the word society, but that's the only word that can come out of it. Just do your part. You know, if you want to have a say in things, do your part. Contribute to democracy. Yeah. Um, I guess we're already starting off our seamless and themeless. Seamless and themeless? Or seamless second. Oh my goodness. Whoa. Katie said, I want every week to be last week. (laughs) Please no. (laughs) (laughs) Usually I like it, but not this time. Um... We'll do better next time. <laughs> Y'all don't know how much stuff was cut out from last week's episode. We were just a little too comfortable expressing our real life events. We tried to refrain from talking about our real life, like personal lives. And I think we got a little bit too personal last week. That's okay. What? Yeah. Okay. I just gave a bunch of mini snippets. Should I just get into a main? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so last week we talked about Don't Worry Darling, starring everyone we've ever had any emotional connection with ever. Did we talk? We like barely talked about it though. No, it was in the end. It was it was in my part. Mm. We talked about it. So yeah, I don't remember any of it. <laughs> I blocked it all out of my head. Oh, wow. For personal reasons. Um, but go ahead. Sorry. So, my man's apparently... I don't know if this is confirmed. I'm a little bit confused. It's supposed to be in another film. Once again, don't know if this is confirmed. Based on a book called My Policeman, which is all about this closeted cop who falls in love with a guy. And also, he's married, I think. And this I heard is, about this. Yes. Okay. So this book is on my to read list and it has been before this news was ever out, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's a book that H himself has read. And yeah, I saw pictures of that. I'm like, this is interesting. If it is confirmed and like it's actually happening. Cool. Um, I think the wife's name or girl, girlfriend, fiance, wife, female romantic interest is supposed to be played by what is that girl's name from Baby Driver? Oh, Lily. Um, Lily um James. Yes, her. I think it's that's supposed yeah. to be. I think in the movie her name is Marion question mark, but I'm just like, ooh, interesting. Is this going to trigger a whole bunch of like sexuality questions? Probably. Yeah. Um and you know that that's probably that's gonna be annoying for him because mm-hmm. he he you, he doesn't like talking about it, so he shouldn't have to talk about it. Well, I mean, he said like I don't label myself, but people are like, I need you to be yeah. in a box, and I'm like, like guys, 
you you're everybody's okay so everybody's always like you know what we should just accept people for who they are what they want to be but then when somebody just doesn't want to label themselves you try to put a label on them like you know if you don't want to label yourself or don't want to reveal your label or whatever that's a part of accepting somebody for who they are and that's totally up to the individual and no one should be pressured to disclose information if they don't want to that might be a private personal thing for him yeah if that movie is even happening i don't know it just kind of like popped up on film twitter sometimes these movies get announced and sometimes they either happen but like with different actors because remember the uh don't worry darling was officially with it was uh initially with shia labeouf Mm -hmm. but it's not anymore um but you know i'm kind of excited you know we haven't gotten a, gotten a lot of Harry Styles in movies. We gotten him in iCarly some years ago. I did not watch that episode because my body couldn't handle it. Uh, just don't. It's. It, I remember when it came out though. I was so excited, man. My little heart could not take it. Um, but then I saw him in Dunkirk, and like he was good in Dunkirk, but he didn't have a big role. So I am a little worried because I'm like, I don't know how Harry Styles is as a leading actor because he's getting these leading roles, but I feel like he has to be good to be getting them. It's okay. I have opinions on this and maybe it's controversial. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But I did see someone on TikTok. I follow a lot of like the Harry Stan accounts, obviously, duh. Um, I like to know what's going on in the loop. And this girl was like, you know, I love him and it's exciting that he's getting these projects or whatever. One, it's a lot of stuff in a short amount of time. How is he going to do all of that? And like this tour that y'all, I don't want to say it's not going to happen. And that's coming from me, someone who bought a ticket. So like I'm hurting too. Like she brought up the fact that like he doesn't have the resume to be like booking these big roles and she was like is this all just to get people in to seats to see the movie and I kind of agree it is a smart like marketing thing because he is you know the, huge the right thing. now he he doesn't have the resume but he has the name mm-hmm. that's that and I honestly I sometimes think to myself like I am worried that Harry Styles is not the actor that people make him out to be or want him to be. Um, but I hope he is a good actor. I hope he... I don't know. Well, he started with the Christopher Nolan film, and that is not something that, like, people just are, like, handed yeah. or whatever. But Unless you are, like, it, even if you are a starting actor, that's, like... A big deal. It's a really big deal. But a lot of actors in that movie, like the younger ones, were just started out. But they were actors. Harry Styles was a singer. So even then, when he got the role, people were like, Harry Styles. We all know how he got that role. I hope they're casting him based on ability and not just namesake. But I will say, even though... Okay, so Saturday Night Live sketches, that's a totally different genre of acting that has its own challenges and everything. He did do a really good job on his Saturday Night Live episode with, like, yeah, what I, he was doing. And I will say that, too, because people people have won Emmys from doing that. But I will also say that is live, which is, like, I would say that's a bigger challenge. Mm-hmm. But also that's comedy. And not saying comedy actors can't do drama because that has been proven time and time again with, like, Adam Sandler and, like, Kristen Wiig. 
and people like that, they have done dramatic roles really well. But, you know, they are two different types of genres. And they both have their uh, individual challenges to them. He definitely possesses some acting ability. I just don't... I don't know. Yeah, against, like... I mean, he's he's with Florence Pugh... Dakota Johnson, Chris Pine, Lily James. These are big name actors who are very well known for their acting abilities. So, I don't know. Are are we are we hiring him based on how attractive he is cuz these are very attractive people? I mean, you got to be hot to be in movies set in the 50s. You got to be hot to be a closeted cop. That's just how it is in Hollywood. Is do you think that's why he's been working out recently? He's been building some muscle. Listen, the man's is, like, looking beefy, and I'm not mad about it. Normally, that's not my thing, but, like, I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, can I move on to – can we move on to my Sure. Scenes? I kind of uh, want to talk about this whole iPhone update deal going on. Okay. With, with these, like, home screens and stuff. So, TikTok – I've stepped away from Draco TikTok for some time. And by step away, I mean force myself to swipe every time I see one because I just can't, I can't stand it anymore. Y'all need get some help, please. Um, <laughs> but now it's all about what you want to see my aesthetically pleasing um, home screen that took me like four hours. And I think they are cute. I think they are wonderful. And if that's your thing, if you are able to navigate your phone that way, great. But how in the world do people navigate? They have like these, they've changed all the icons to where they don't look like the Instagram, YouTube icon or whatever. And they changed it to like Harry Styles or in a special case, Robert Pattinson or just Harry Potter. I did say one that I thought was impressive. They did like each um, page on their phone, like each house of Hogwarts. So there was like a blue one with all the blue apps and like the green one with all the green apps and all that. But also I'm like, y'all are putting so much work into this. How much storage is being taken up with all these icon changing and all this widget stuff i literally have no storage anyway (laughs) like i had to delete a ton of apps today because i updated like a few hours ago and i haven't really played around with it yet i haven't like done any of the aesthetic stuff because i don't know how question mark like i i have not played around with it at all yeah um i have organized some stuff because i do think it's like a cool organizing feature Um, I have used some of the widgets that's available. So I have a weather one. So it like shows on your home screen, like what the weather is instead of actually going into the app. And then I have one for my fitness app. And then I have one for my batteries on like all of the devices I have, which isn't even that much, but (laughs) it's still like cool, but people are like, Finding pictures, having Harry Styles in one I don't have the motivation a... to do all of oh that. Guys, oh guys, if that's your thing, have fun with I it. I got excited that you could play Netflix outside of the app. Like, that was enough mm-hmm. for me to, like, be pumped. I know. I literally, like, texted you yesterday because I, I accidentally... Well, I didn't accidentally. I was swiping out. I was trying to get out of the Netflix app and it kept playing. And I was like, excuse you. 
what is going on? This girl didn't like an earth tones only aesthetic for it. And I was like, this is so cute. Like, this is very my cup of tea. But I will say I'm glad that they look the way they do now because people brought up the old 2014 custom apps and they were hideous. Somebody did, though, um, made their apps look like that again. And they made their home screen look like that. Why? At first, I was like, how? Like, because I thought they were doing, like, this whole, like, before and after thing. I was like, wait, have they haven't updated their phone since before the big update. And then I saw, like, oh, they just remade their whole thing look like that. I get, like, being nostalgic for the past. Mm-hmm. But that was, okay, at the time... When that was, like, popping off on Tumblr and stuff, I was like, oh, my God, I want to be like that. I never was, but I wanted to. But looking back, I'm like, that is so not it. But to each their own, everybody can do whatever they want. But maybe Mm -hmm. if I sit down and, like, learn a thing or two, I'll do a little Earth Tones moment. Oh, no. Kitty's dropping ice all over the place. I am. Now now I'm getting my bed wet. That is personal information that I'm going to have to edit out now. It's ice. (laughs) Calm down. Katie said, I don't want anyone to know anything about my personal life. And she just revealed her ice puddles. (laughs) My ice puddles. Ew. Now that is something else. Um, Sorry. I feel like my seamless second is just kind of boring. I mean, I honestly did consider talking about it. But I felt like I didn't know enough to say anything i still don't know enough because people have these like really cool shortcuts i'm like i don't know how to do that i'm not a tech savvy person in that regard i okay i feel like in some areas i am like tech savvy but in other areas i'm like i don't know what you're talking about i know how to use google I, yeah, know I know how to really eat it up in Canva. I don't know if you've looked at the website lately. But honestly... It, it looks... That whole Jake Gyllenhaal thing you made up. I'm, I'm proud. Thank you so much. I redid um, our That Really Raisins My Grapes cover because the first one... I don't know what brand of heroin and or crack I was on to make it look so hideous before and like put it out there and make it look like oh yeah that's cool and then I looked at it recently I said that is an atrocity (laughs) like that is absolutely disgusting Mm. so I just redid it and it looks so much better I wish I could show you I wish FaceTime had that little screen share option but maybe that'll be the next Apple update I don't know but I'm sorry, I have to ask this question because I don't know. You brought up the whole... <laughs> I know this is like a joke, but this made me genuinely think. You said brand of crack or heroin. Are there brands of crack and heroin? Um, I, is this like a... I just want to disclose, I have never done a drug a day <laughs> in my life. The hardest thing I've ever done is NyQuil. Uh, yeah, um, there are. Like, I mean, people market their own different things. Is this like how Walter White's meth is blue for some reason? Yeah. Or like Jesse Pinkman's is with chili powder? 
Well, from this- <laughs> what I know from like Orange is the New Black, right? <laughs> so oh, yeah. when Tasty was arrested for selling, I think it was heroin. I think this this took such a turn. Uh, they have like this stamp on it to show like, okay, this is our brand of heroin, and it like had a picture of a horse, and like we can call it Horsey Horse because you know people call heroin horse or like H whatever. Yeah, that does make sense because like obviously in well this is my knowledge from breaking bad when jesse was doing his own thing he called himself cap and cook and he put chili powder in his meth and that was his brand and then he started working with walt and walter was like look i'm a scientist here i'm a chemist we're gonna make some blue meth i don't know why how they made it blue um i don't know how they made it don't come for me i don't know But that was their thing. So people were like, man, I got to get that Heisenberg myth. Yo. They say yo a lot in that show. I used to have a Heisenberg shirt. and like you've never seen Breaking Bad in your Yes, life. I have. I've seen oh episodes gosh, of Breaking Bad, Miss Ma'am. Miss How Ma'am. How many episodes? I don't remember. But I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Everybody had a Heisenberg shirt at one point. I life. definitely bought that shirt with like very minimal knowledge of that show. Like I, I mean, I That's knew okay. what it was about, but that just goes to show that I used to be such a poser. Like I had so many shirts for stuff that I was not attached to. Girl, everybody's a poser. Everybody gets Nirvana shirts. Never heard of. Ne- well, they've heard of Nirvana, but never listen to their songs or like get a Pink Floyd shirt and. I have two. Look, girl, I know of Nirvana. I've heard a few songs, but I will not say I'm an avid, avid. That's correct. I will not say, oh, okay. I don't know. I think I doubt myself more because I am an English major. But, um, yeah. But somebody did ask me one time. They were like, who's the lead singer of Nirvana? And I knew that answer. Hello. I know culture person kurt cobain everybody kurt cobain asked me himself <laughs> you were like i know who the lead singer is and then he didn't say it and i was like okay oh i didn't i wasn't gonna say it i said person as if like the person asked i didn't want to reveal who the person was and my affiliation with them because like we learned from last week i'm gonna refrain from stating names and affiliations unless absolutely necessary to the story Yes. Um, anyways, um, we should just get right in to the podcast. All right. So as we quickly close out on our summer season, we are rapidly approaching fall. We felt that it was our duty, our absolute obligation to watch The Kissing Booth. One, not two. Maybe we'll come back and do two eventually, but not we this will. week. Let's be honest. Watch it be the week after next. Like, honestly, probably. Um, you know? We gotta watch Chemical Hearts. Well, God, there's just so many films to get through. It's, it's just, I can't even keep up with my this schedule. Is peak of, this is peak of filmmaking, guys. I am film Twitter. <laughs> she comes for Letterboxd. I am the heart of the film industry at the end of the day. You thought it was all these famous directors. Sit down, Quentin. Sit down, Christopher. It's me. Um, but let's be honest. This is our brand. 
This is who we are. We gotta live up to it. So I think The Kissing Booth is one of the ultimate Courage and Doll classics that has never been on Courage and Doll. You've been pushing for this movie for like a long time. The first time she brought it up, I had already seen the movie and I was like, I am not watching that again. But, like, this is our brand. We have to do this. We've had a lot of discussion about brand lately, everyone. <laughs> like, so what do you think our brand is? I don't know. I mean, I, okay, don't get me wrong. I definitely think it is our brand. I'm so sad that it's a part of our brand that, like, that has to be it. But um, at the same time, I feel like we have a lot of conversations about what we're going to watch next. And a lot of it is like me, like me being like, okay, so what about? And Katie's like, that's not our brand. And I'm like, okay, I'm glad she has a definition. Like, I'm glad she can veto and deny can, when need be. I think our brand. I don't know how to specify it. I don't know how to define it in any way. But I know it's these like, and when I say Netflix movies, that does not mean like just Netflix movies. But it's that's just that thing style. It's that style of either movies or television series that is more targeted towards teens, I would say, or like young adults. And it really radiates that young adult um, energy that um, I have a mental illness and I must convey a story about it that is so, oh, ridiculous. Or I am in a romantic relationship with a person and it's very toxic. And we review that and we make fun of it. Well, soon when I become a professor in Wattpad literature, which I'm working on my master's for that at the moment. Okay, honestly, though, if I went and did a master's program for, like, English or something, like, do you think that could be a thesis? Like, Wattpad literature? Oh, yeah, definitely. They would eat that up, girl. I really want to be a fanfic professor. Like, that's my dream. I mean, honestly, I think that is... I think people would honestly eat that up if you went and, like, if you went and applied for a master's program, they'd be like, what would you bring to the table? You would say, okay, look, you like Poe, you like Byron, you like all this, but I'm going to bring you something that needs to be studied because it is part of the literature community. I it feel is like it's so shamed. But, like, that, just because it's shamed doesn't mean you shouldn't study about it. It's like the Holocaust. Like, don't do that, but, like, also, we need to study about it. Just to be clear, we're not comparing fanfiction to the Holocaust. Those are two very different things. No, but, like, you know what I mean. Like, I just think it's my duty to serve students. I think I need to let them know about the Wattpad comments section. I just think, I mean, we did briefly talk about fanfictions in my film adaptations class, because, like, Fanfics are kind of a adaptation in their own way. They take, like, real people and adapt them into their mm-hmm. own little story. Or, like, just movies, like Harry Potter, they adapt them into their own stories. And a lot of big books were once fanfics, and that's on the Fifty Shades series. And honestly, I will say, I guarantee you, in some, like, big university out there, there is a fanfic class. I but, would like, love to be a fanfic professor. Yeah, but no. I, I think... That would be great. You know, in like a year or so, because I'm taking a gap year, I plan on going to get my MFA. And thank goodness it's going to be fully funded because, girl, I don't know if I could pay to go through all that mess. I can't pay, which is why I am here. Not progressing. Anywho, speaking of adaptations, this lovely 
Netflix original that definitely deserved to be made is adapted from a book that I do own. Did I buy it with an iTunes gift card because I was curious? I love to look into the source material. Yes, I did not spend a dime of my actual money, but I did not finish said book. Maybe I'll give y'all an update if I ever revisit it. Mm-hmm. However, like what what is this movie? What is it at heart? This is I said this to you before, and you disagree with me slightly, but for certain reasons. But I think this is decom, but not on Disney Channel. This is just like Netflix decom. It's like really bad. It has certain tropes of like, you know, we're starting the new school year. We got to think of something for a fundraiser. And then, ooh, romantic relationship. Best friend's brother is the one for me. BFB. Okay, so if this is a decom but on Netflix, then it's a nom, a Netflix original movie. So not decom but nom. Uh, but not like, but like a not certain Vietnam. Not no, that's Nam. Ew, that's I don't Nam. like that Vietnam. Girl, um, if you're gonna if you're gonna shorten Vietnam, it's it's gotta be Nam. Isn't it nom? Like I fought in nom. Well, some people say Nam. That's why I'm saying it. Like, because when you watch... Okay, I'm saying this because when you watch movies that are based around uh, the Vietnam War, it's always people who call it Nam. They're like, I fought in Nam, or I gotta go fight in Nam. I enlisted to go in Nam. I have never heard that terminology in my life. But the what reason the I shut down Katie's decom idea was mainly because of budget. I definitely yeah. think that this movie and all of its multiple camera angles that at times are excessive, uh, was way, like, over budget for a decom. But also, it's a little too spicy. It's a little too risque. Well, that's what I'm saying. For decom it's territory. Like for Netflix. It's for Netflix. But it still gives me, like, all the tropes of a decom movie. I mean, they said the F word. Like, all, I mean, they kept, they just kept saying it in one scene. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I think I'm, and like, I really like, desensitized to that word sometimes. So, like, I don't even register yeah um but yeah and then all the taking off of the clothes there was some like pretty spicy scenes going mm-hmm. on and i, I said like, baby girl's gonna get a uti if she don't slow down yeah but like all of the montages and like hiding from the best friend that was like decom stuff right there mm-hmm. so we're in los angeles and we have our two bffs L and Lee. Lee. I keep forgetting his name because they, there's there's a lot of Flynn flying around. So sometimes I'm like, who's who? What? Uh, it took me like probably until the end of the movie to figure out that Flynn was their last name because I just didn't register in my head. There was a lot of Flynn, Noah, because she, she called him Noah and I was like, I thought his name was Flynn, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, they go to a private school and said private school, you know, rich people got to give to charity so they don't look bad, you know, got to keep those pockets fat, but, but also got to set something up to make them pay for charity. Have those tax write-offs, honey, those tax write-offs. So mm-hmm. all of the little clubs at the school are pitching different ideas for this like carnival fundraiser situation and... L and Lee are the dance team 
captains, which we don't even ever see the dance team. Okay, first of all, I think they called it the dance club. So oh. that's what made me question, like, I don't think this is a dance team, but I also wanted them to see, I wanted to see some dances outside that little game they played. All we got was be together, be together, be dance, together. dance mania, like, not even DDR, but DDM. Uh, and they, they never, like, other than that arcade, they never danced. But mm-hmm. they pitched this idea for a kissing booth, which, first of all, what school is about to approve a kissing booth? Um, a Los Angeles school of the rich and famous. Lifestyle of the rich and famous. You want a piece of me? I'm Mrs. Oh my God, that Britney shameless. Uh, with the money that they needed to give to charity, in quotation marks, because I didn't ever see any checks. What charity they given it to? Mm-hmm. That was behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. That was BTS. Uh, th- that kissing booth that they had, it was not no little, you know... My mom and dad put together this lemonade-style booth. There was some money that went into this. Yeah, it made me wonder um, how... I, I think some of Molly Ringwald's money went into that. Uh, that. If nobody knows anything about this movie, they're just like, oh, is it Molly Ringwald? So Molly Ringwald is the mother of Lee and Noah Flynn, Um and here's the deal. We have this theory. And, okay, we were both on the same page because Katie texted me and was like, is Molly supposed to be playing herself? And I was thinking the same thing. And then we both were like, two worlds collide. She, okay, the house that Lee and Noah live in is literally a mansion. They it's have this like huge pool. It's like something Will Smith would live in. Like, it like is how- not a normal house. No, this is like. This is like a billionaire's house. Mm-hmm. It is crazy. And so I was thinking, like, what does Molly and her husband do to, like, get this type of money? I don't know. Don't be nosy and stuff. But it's characters in a TV show or in a movie. I can ask. And it's like, okay, I think the dad, just based on the little Sunday lunches they have or whatever, he looks like he might be, like, a lawyer or something. And because Noah is going to Harvard, which we'll talk about that Lori Lachlan situation in a second, I'm like, maybe that's why he's going to follow in his dad's footsteps of, like, law. And his mom is a celebrity. Yeah, I, you know, ooh, is this, like, a Kris Jenner, Robert Kardashian type of thing going on? They said the dream team. Maybe their dad like represents celebrities and stuff like that i'm just saying like how can you get so much money i I know like lawyers make a lot of money and stuff or like some lawyers but like i feel like you have to be celebrity status lawyers i don't know how it works in la though because you know like their standard of living is so different than like Mm -hmm. here but even for for them i feel like they have a lot of money because the car that lee drives is a really nice like mustang like it you know that thing is expensive yeah and then compared to like l's house l's house is pretty normal like it's pretty it's not too wild but my thing is it's like this school they go to i can't imagine i know this goes into like economical status and like class status but still she her house looked like so normal compared to theirs i'm like I feel like they would not go to the same school. She could always be a scholarship student, though, I guess. 
I need this type of information. This is why it's, this is bothering me. I, I love how we're focused on like the logistics of it. Like, okay, Molly Ringwald, here's my thing. I feel like she is playing herself because I don't ever remember them saying like what her like name is mm-hmm. in this movie. But maybe she just kept Ringwald, like, because that's her star name. That's the name that got her to where she is. It's not her legal name, but it's her star name. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it still is her legal name. Well, like, it's know. her legal name, but she never took her husband's last name. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So maybe she is Molly, and she always has been. But Molly is, like, Elle's secondary mother because her mother had passed away. And we also think that this movie is set in 2014, because (laughs) so basically Elle and Lee have been friends forever because they were born on the same day at the same time which okay the likelihood of that and they're Gemini's so they're Katie's Gemini quadruplets there we go thanks guys I'm so glad that you have support in your Gemini community uh (laughs) in your Gemini coven I should say Hmm. freaking okay they're BFFs Elle's mom dies in 2013 because, you know, she's in the hospital, she's sick, she's ill. There's a scene where Elle is at the, the cemetery, she's crying, she's emotional. And it seems like the next year picks up, and it's like, oh. So it has to be 2014, and based on the fashion alone. So, I had a problem with whole like this whole dying mom trope. So, I know it gets old in movies. When, like, the main character's parent dies. And they did this into to all the boys or whatever. And it's like, the mom's dead. Dad's lonely. The daughter must comfort the dad. Get him out there in the scene. Um, it kind of brings up this whole, like, I don't have a mom. I need that support type of thing. And it does get really old. But also, this movie just had, like, a dying mom in there for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, their I'm, dad like, was not relevant. And because they would have this like really fun montage with like each year of her growing up with Lee, and then all of a sudden be like, "Mom got cancer," and then we went dancing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and then mom died, but then we started high school. Oh my god, you're not <laughs> lying though. That's literally what it and was. I'm like I'm like okay, because she was over here like doing her mom's eyebrows horribly. I would say, I mean, girl, she was trying her best. She was trying her best. Well, my girl, your mom's dying. Let's not spend it doing some eyebrows. Oh, tell me why I got a little misty when she was in the hospital room and, like, crying. I said, me too, girl. Me too. But, like, it, it was just there for no reason. They never brought up her They did yet. it just to do I mean, maybe there's, like, some relevance in the sequel. I have no idea. We're not there. But speaking of her doing her best, that first day back to school. So, I think that they're juniors because... They are. That's what she said. Yeah, okay, because Noah's a senior, and he's about to graduate and go to Harvard. However, this little skirt that she decided to wear on day one. Okay, so it's a it's a private school, so there is a uniform, but it's a pretty relaxed uniform because no one's really wearing exactly the same thing. And she tries on these trousers, rips them, and then baby girl says, let me pull out this skirt from freshman year. Did, lit, I don't even know how she would have worn that freshman year because that skirt was like two inches long. So she was a late bloomer, apparently, and which I still, I mean, I don't know anything about, you know, everybody's is different. Everybody, their bodies are different. But like freshman year, the, she was a literal child, apparently, because I saw that. I'm like, that looks like it belongs in the children's place. 
my god where did you get this that is some oshkosh bagosh right there um i don't know who like that skirt would not fit around like my forehead <laughs> like it mm-hmm. was small and she put it on knowing that these cheeks was out and you know whatever does this girl not wear does she not own a pair of leggings or tights I would have just worn regular pants and dealt with, like, the dress code drama than, like, have worn that, like, literal loincloth. That seems, like, so uncomfortable. Exactly. And her dad said he was going to drop off pants. So I'm like, you could have just worn, like, jeans or something and then went and been like, yo, my stuff was at the cleaners. My dad's bringing it. And it would have been fine. It wouldn't have been an issue. Or she could have had her ride to school, Lee, bring like an extra pair of pants for her to or, wear you know, you know lee and them they have some money maybe have them buy you a like some better quality pants that don't rip like when you've been down i just she was doing too much and you know she did get sexually assaulted she did get a little a little smack a little um which is like so played off in this movie yeah and uh-huh it, it, it really supports my argument that this movie is incredibly sexist, but tries not to be sexist. It's like, it like, tries to be self-aware. And it, it's not. It, they do it so badly. And I blame it on the Wattpad. I, first of all, I blame it on the Wattpad author, but also the person who chooses to adapt this movie. Because you could have fixed so many mistakes. You could have done whatever you wanted to. They had to make it not perfect. So she gets the smack. Noah steps in and fights. And this lands all of them in the principal's office. And Noah's like, wearing a skirt like that, you were asking for it. Which we all know that that statement has not, will never be valid. But he quickly, he, he said, you know what? I just played out the argument in my head and realized that I sounded dumb. So my no, bad, you girl. Know, you know what he said? He said, I was trying out the sexist argument in my head. And I was like... Were, are you trying to admit that you knew it was sexist and still wanted to say it, or you just realized it was sexist? He said, I'm edgy. I don't know, but this, I was ready to give a smack to this man. And, you know, <laughs> the the principal, at least the principal's a little cool about it, because she was over here crying. She thought she was getting expelled. And he's like, girl, you just broke the dress code. But also, I was like... I kind of understood, though, because I probably would have yeah. been, like, freaking out, too, on the low. Yeah. But I wouldn't have shown up to school like that. Like, my no. grandparents would not even let me breathe in the direction of that skirt. Mm-hmm. Like, that would never have happened to me. I was terrified to wear holes in jeans to school. I mean, come on. That was banned in my school. I can't remember my high school dress code. It was a little bit different. But I did do that, the legit dress code situation from fifth grade to eighth grade. Um, however, this, this is, like, what brings us to the relationship between Noah and Elle, you know? Like, he's, he tries to play it off as, like, you're my little brother's best friend. You're, like, a little sister to me. But deep down, he had that Taylor Swift connection. He said, trust her like a sister, but I want to be her lover. (laughs) You know, okay, so I could see how somebody, like, in middle school or even high school would see this and be like oh this is peak storytelling in romance i love this so much because like this has been played out in like kids tv shows i would say victorious um i mean there's tons of like fanfic and actual novels that are like i fell in love 
with my best friend's sibling. But never really in the situation unless they're a bro girl, which like that's a whole other thing. Um, it's always like the girl best friend and then her brother. It's never like I'm best friends with a guy and I'm in love with his brother. Because usually how that turns out, it's like I'm in love with your brother, but the best the best friend is secretly in love with the girl. They didn't do that in this movie. So, like, kudos to y'all. I know. To... And we thought they were for a second. Because there was a mm-hmm. scene where it seemed like it. But Noah sets it up where he's like, I'm just being protective of you and all these sleazebag guys. But in actuality, he's trying to keep he... her isolated for himself. Oh, I was going to say, he is a sleazebag. He, I mean, you're not wrong. I'm trying to protect you from my brother as well. Because I know you've been best friends with him since, like, literal, like, birth. But he's kind of toxic. <laughs> They're both toxic. They both are. Let's talk Molly about Ringwald toxicity. just failed as a parent. <laughs> she said it's so hard raising kids when I'm on the set of Riverdale every single day. She said, I don't have time to get the food no, on said, the table to raise my sons. She says, I don't know how to parent after trying to act as a parent on Riverdale. That's just, like, not a thing. Ever since Archie... <sighs> Noah and Lee have just been out of control. She needs to call Super Nanny or something. I don't know. Like, she needs to get it under control. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. She's got that little laptop out. (laughs) That little portable DVD player that I used to have. Oh, my God. (laughs) I still have my portable DVD player. It's over there. Um, So, yeah. Both of her sons are problematic. Let's talk about the toxicity for a second. So, Noah... He has some clear anger issues, and his parents are aware because he did say that they had taken him to counselors, clearly not enough sessions to sort out his issues. And I really want to know, like, where this came from. There has to be something in his childhood. Maybe it's like a Nicole Kidman and Perry situation. (laughs) Big little lies. And Elle is supposed to be a parallel for Molly. Like, she's constantly trying to cover up Noah's issues. (laughs) Oh my gosh. When did we is this what the conspiracy theory hour? <laughs> we need to write our own fanfic about the kissing movie. Okay, so as soon as we get done doing our writer's room that we said we were going to do forever ago, we'll write a fanfic. We need to, like, based on, based on, because we always do this. We always come up with these, like, theories about characters that mean nothing to in these movies. The literal writers didn't even think it out that much, and we're like, okay, so I bet this is why. <laughs> Anywho. But that, I think that's the problem with, like, this writing is that since we have all these questions and they're never answered, I think that shows how bad the writing is. Like, why does Noah have anger issues? You just don't have anger issues, for It comes from something. Is it the screenplay or is it the source material? Like, I haven't read it, so I don't it's all, know. I don't know. Because it okay, could be in the, the book and not in the movie. I don't know. This is very Wattpad-ish. I so. don't know, but, like, let's not hate on Wattpad. I'm not hating on Wattpad, but, like, no, okay, I am hating on Wattpad, but, like, in a certain time period. Okay. This is, like, 2014 Wattpad. There are a lot of good things about mm-hmm. 2014, but Wattpad is not one of them. Yeah, I, did, the I time, wasn't on it at that time. So, I think Wattpad has grown. I think, I don't know, I don't read Wattpad that much anymore. Actually, not at all. Thank you, Wattpad. Um, but... Uh, yeah, 2014 Wattpad, not really a good thing. And I'm guessing this is when this came out. So, yeah. 
it's just too much testosterone in a floppy-haired boy. And, like, he's been fighting his entire life. Like, he's been in these brawls, taking him down 24-7, 365. And he's like, well, my brother can't fight, so I gotta step in and land those punches. Mm -hmm. And there's just a lot of issues with that. And Elle makes a lot of excuses for it. We'll get to it. And then on the other hand, our, our other toxic Gemini... Not saying all Geminis are toxic, but this one is. Um, the friendship between Elle and Lee is so problematic. So they have this list of rules that they came up with when they were six years old that they are still abiding by. And it's very childish. It's like, always be happy for your friend's successes, which like isn't a bad thing, but like for you to have to have it written out. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is one of the things that I thought was very de mm-hmm. like You know, especially with like the whole like pause um rule number 19 it was very debbie ryan in like 16 Mm -hmm. wishes or whatever but we aren't gonna bash that no 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 debbie ryan is superior to all this if debbie ever breathed in my direction it would be a blessing okay let's have debbie on the podcast (sighs) debbie if you're out there and you ever want to go back and rewatch insatiable season one and two with us we'd be more than happy to have you elated even uh anywho like the relationship between them there's just no boundaries there's nothing there they have to tell each other everything and that was really revealed with the text messages at this point she is in a secret fling with noah so lee doesn't know anything and Noah's like texting her being like how does it feel being bad (laughs) which is like but he finds her phone he's like hey somebody's texting you and she's like okay and, you know, that's normal when somebody's like, hey, somebody's texting you. But, like, when you're over here just saying, like, oh, let me look for you. What? You have a passcode? Since when do you have a passcode? For, first of all, who doesn't have a passcode? If you don't, you are so trusting and, like, have Psychotic. nothing problematic. I mean, that is just, like, crazy. Um, Kind of dangerous, to be honest. I just could not. Like, I have. It's not even, like you know noodles or al dente or anything it's just like i have like personal notes and like things like that Mm -hmm. in my phone that i would not want people just going through willy-nilly cuckoo bananas yeah and like she's not allowed to date his brother which i understand because like in a way i get it because it's like well i don't want like him to come between our friendship or whatever but i'm like at the end of the day if you think your friendship could not withstand like her dating your brother and then breaking up or something those are your own issues. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I can see how when you're six years old, you're like, please don't date my brother. Like, ew, don't do that. Gross. But, you know, as you've gotten, as you get older, and yeah, it might still seem weird. It's just like, it's not your life. Exactly. And I'm like, you have this new girlfriend that you met through the kissing booth, and you start taking her to, like, what is supposed to be your and you and Elle's place, Dance Dance Mania. And I'm like, how do you think that made her feel? Like, that was y'all's thing. And he's like, it's not the same thing. I'm like, it is though. Like, it really is. And you don't need permission. He just starts holding hands with that girl, like, right after, like, kissing her. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, where did this girl come from? Rachel. Ooh, girl. I mean, Rachel, no hate to you, but like, where'd you come from? Do you even go to the school? Exactly. And she's trying to tell him about Noah at one point. But then Rachel has to come and interrupt everything. 
Rachel's the true villain in this true, movie. Honestly, you know how everyone always used to hate on like Sharpay when it was actually Gabriella who was the problem. It's that instance 2.0. Mm. Um, and then it turns into this whole conversation of, oh my god, Elle, you don't have any date to go to prom? You can get with us. And I'm like... And then he like didn't even like let Elle answer. And he's like, hey, Rachel, you want to let... Uh, do you mind if... Uh, I almost said Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind if Elle comes with us? And she's like, sure, the more the merrier. She was way too nice about that. Because mm-hmm. I would have been secretly like, what are you doing? We are not. I mean, she can hang out with us. But, like, we, we're really not going to Cheesecake Factory first. And, like, that was supposed to be a nest thing. Uh. <laughs> Katie's really <laughs> revealing the promo of it all. If Like, I know we both said we would never do a prom episode just because prom is very triggering. But if we don't do something prom related at some point, I'm going to cry. I didn't even go to Cheesecake Factory. I went to the melting pot. Uh, My first year, we had dinner at my friend's house. And then the other time, we went to this place in my college town and ate. Mm. Anywho, I don't know. I just, I really did not like Lee. I thought he was worse, like the worst out of the two. Because he was very controlling, and he tried to act like, you know, I'm your best friend, and I'm just looking out for you. But I'm like, you're more manipulative than Noah. Like, Noah knows he has issues. Like, he's aware. Well, I said this while we were taking the quiz, which y'all will hear later. Because we have to choose between Flynn, Noah, and Lee. Goodness, they shouldn't be throwing around We have to choose between Flynn and Flynn. And I was like, okay, here's the thing. Lee is like couples counseling. Like, there's just problems between y'all. Y'all been married for way too long. Y'all got married super young. And then you're in your mid-30s starting to realize this was a whole big mistake. But, like, with Noah, that's his own individual problems. Mm -hmm. Like, his anger issues, he had that way before, like, knowing Elle as much as he does now. You know, and this they're is not like directed at anyone specifically. Like, it's yeah. just people in general. This is Chloe Card. You know, Chloe Kardashian, when she goes to anger issues because she smacks the heck out of Scott in that one episode, th- this is that. This is that. Like, he knows he has issues, and Elle is trying to be, like, supportive. She's like, I know that's not you, and you, you can get better. And he's like, you believe in me? I just, like, keep forgetting about this whole anger issue subplot. Like, I think it's so this? funny, but, like, also sad and horrible. But, like, it's so funny that she, like, like, keeps acting like this damaged housewife that gets, like, secretly beat at home. Like, I'm not even trying to be controversial, but that's the way she acts. Whenever he does stuff, she's like, baby, look at me. Focus on me. I mean, Joey really went all out. Like, I've said this before. Joey's a fantastic actor. I know most of y'all just know her from this movie, but she has done so many great things. She did too much for this movie, though. This movie did not deserve her. They did not at all. She said, every time she got in the middle of a fight, she was, like, real acting out that housewife. Because I said she, was, she pulled an Ariana Grande. Is it Ariana or Ariana? Please don't come for me. Where she's like, focus on me. Focus, focus, focus on me. And that's when Lee is like, hold up. Hold up. Why does he have to look at you to calm down? Why... Are you, like, his gravity on Earth? Did my brother hit you in the face? You can tell me. You can tell me. 
I was like, okay, that's my thing. Why did Lee, I know his brother's got anger issues, but still, you really think he would hit Elle? I don't think he would ever hit her. No, because she's even like, bro, he didn't hit me. And he's over here like, yes, he did. And she's like, no, he didn't. But I get it because (laughs) the way she's acting is so suspicious. And like with him, obviously Noah's so offended like that he would even say such a thing. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? You think I would hit a woman? It's very out there. It's very (laughs) out there. He said, you think that I'm starring in Don't Worry Darling? And it's the 1950s? Is that what you're trying to say to me right now? But mm. the fight scene is so cringy. Like, it's so uncomfortable. Like, he tackles him to the ground, and it really is that scene from Euphoria with Nate and Nate's dad 2.0. Like, I said, this is making me uncomfortable. This is, like, a very tame version of Nate. This is, like, clear... There's clearly anger issues, but they don't want to go too far. Because mm-hmm. this movie's still trying... I'm going to put quotes around family-friendly, because... There are obviously things that aren't family friendly in this movie, but like it still has that vibe to it. Whereas Euphoria is like, yeah, don't watch this with your parents or your kids. And that's on the locker room scene. Mm. I said what I said. And the the carousel scene. Everything falls apart. Mm. Everything falls apart. It does. Like Elle and Lee, their friendship crumbling. She keeps trying to work her way back into this boy's life. And I'm like, honey, if you don't let him go, he wasn't even that good of a friend to begin with. Girl, you need to get some more friends or some girlfriends at least. And she's pushing away Noah. She's like, I'm not going to prom with you. Ever since I fell off that tool shelf that I shouldn't have climbed up anyway. realization. <laughs> and got hit in the face with a wrench. My thing was, is like, I don't still get why she was like, Noah, we're not going to talk. Because was she angry at him for going downstairs and like defending her or something? Like, what was the whole point? She was going to try to like smooth over the whole issue the, the fact that she had been hiding their relationship and he just kept inserting himself. But I'm like, this is like on both of y'all. Yeah, because like, this is also still like between the brothers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is not like, this is for the three of y'all. Exactly. And she ends up going to prom with Lee and Rachel and they, their prom, th- okay, these kids got money because mm-hmm. their prom, they had a whole, like, gallery installation of photos and everything. And I was like, this is not normal. They were, their theme was memories. And they had the, like, like you said, this was very, um, Tyler from 13 Reasons Why. Yeah, agreed. When he was like, these are the pictures I secretly took of y'all. Not the ones of, um, Hannah and Courtney, but like. The other ones. Not the pictures <laughs> in my private folder, but the pictures in my public binder. Yeah, and then they set up the whole, like, kissing booth thing. I was like, did this really have a, that big of an em- impact on these kids this year? Literally, Joey says, um, the kissing booth meant something to people. I'm like, did it? I think it meant something to you, but not everybody else. I said, the herpes and the abreva meant something to people. Okay, mm-hmm. y'all. All right. And I'm like, wouldn't you have to return that? Was that not a rental? Because that booth was expensive. I don't know. And all of the, the cuts and the swirling that they did to capture the two big kisses in this movie and the sex <laughs> under the Hollywood sign was really... If I had seen this when I was younger, I still don't think I would have eaten it up. But like if I maybe if I had read it, I would have been like, wow, this is what it's like, like to be a teen. 
Okay, do these people know that you have to hike up to the Hollywood sign? These people know how sweaty. You know, I wasn't allowed. When I went to Los Angeles, I wasn't allowed to go because they were filming James Corden when they were doing the whole, like, in that area. I, I actually saw that video. I think it was, like, I don't know. Somebody went, he went on a hike with somebody up there. So we weren't allowed to go up to the Hollywood sign. But, like, you still have to hike up there. You know how sweaty, sweaty those kids must have been? And then you're going to go rolling around that dirt? And get more sweaty? That is disgusting. Because at first I was like, I'm 9,000% sure you can't just drive to the Hollywood sign and park and get mm-hmm. out. No. And the fact that he regularly goes there, he's like, I come here alone a lot. No, you do not. People do not. In- if you live in Los Angeles, you do not go to the Hollywood sign. That's like living in Tennessee and being like, yeah, I go to the Grand Ole Opry every single night. Like, girl. <laughs> no, you don't. Mm-mm. I just can't. I just can't. They This movie's so ridiculous, but it's, like, so funny. Because, like you said, with all those camera shots. It's the way it's cut, and it's so bizarre. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when they were kissing for the first time, and it did, like, that double take of them kissing. Like, it just looks like a bad edit. And I'm not even trying to come for, like, the editors of it. But, like, okay, a comparison of, like, a good scene that does, like, the rotation and, like, multiple angles oh, would I think be... I know. I, I mean, I said it earlier, but yeah. um, the 1990s version of Romeo and Juliet with Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio, when they're in that little, like, elevator thing and it swirls yeah. and stuff, and they shot that in real time. Like, I remember seeing the behind the scenes of it, and I was like, whoa. Well, in the 90s, you know, they do what they had to do. But I was going to say the Twilight scene uh, from Breaking Down Part 1, when it, this is, it reminded me of this so much. So, you know, they're kiss first kiss as husband and wife Mm -hmm. and they're so like into it that bella just like forgets everybody's there and they're like making out hardcore and then everybody it goes around i should know the terminology but i don't um and like everybody's gone in the audience they they turns to them and it's just back to normal and that's what it feels like because in the kissing booth, they're, like, really making out. But then it's, like, real time. Eh, they didn't make out that much. And they do it twice, like, almost immediately after each other. Like, no space. Mm-hmm. Because, the like, the kissing booth ends. And then Elle's like, I'm going home. And she does that pathetic little jog, even though she's a as soccer player. Running, as I was running home, I was thinking, is no one really into me? As I was quickly shuffling my feet and then stopped, she did like that shuffle that like when you're trying to cross the street and a car stops and you kind of like halfway run. Like she was doing that. Um, They kiss again in the gazebo. And this is like literally five minutes after the big kiss at the kissing booth. And they do the same rotational weird editing. Oh, and some of the best quotes came out of this gazebo thing. First one. I will not be just one of your conquests. I want to be any man's conquest at this point. And and I thought, like, he was going to make, I swear, I was like, this has just got to be something ridiculous. This is, like, a character trait of hers. That she says these ridiculous things. And I was half expecting him to be like, did you just say conquest? Conquest. But instead he says, is that what you think of me? And then I was like, oh. And then they get caught and she says, oh, no, we're going to die. Or we're going to get killed. And I was like, okay. That was kind of funny. And then I would have liked if he would have said, did you just say conquest? Because, I mean, they did it earlier with that British girl's accent. Leah's like, and you have an accent. 
these are just like classic tropes of a Wattpad story where it's like there's gonna be one like foreign exchange student and then like just ugh, all these ridiculous settings you know what this movie reminds mm. me of mm. legally blondes 2 with those twins like it is that mm. energy if you've ever seen mm. that movie it is the exact same yeah. i swear with like the student council and everything and they have these cheesy characters like they have the omg girls who are like the popular girls and their lines are very early 2000s it's like oh my god give me your numerals oh my god yeah. i want to have his babies yeah, those uh, girls were, they were making me question what time period we were in. Mm-hmm. And then you have that girl that Noah was making out with at the party, like with all the piercings and stuff, oh, Hardin Scott 2.0. Well, my thing was, it's like, okay, you know, any goth girl in movies aren't that mean. Like, they're typically the nice ones. Mm-hmm. So I was really thrown off by that. I'm like, okay, going against the trope, I see kissing booth. She pushed her forehead back and I said, I don't see that like realistically happening like i could see maybe like a snarky remark but like that is the extent of that but when she gets too drunk and like ends up on this stripping on this table and noah brings her back home that whole curtain thing is its own moment they got entangled into this curtain i don't know how this happened and then she's like i touched it I'm like, uh, okay. And then it did that thing on TikTok. You know when it plays... Okay, you know the movies where it's like... Mm-hmm. At the beginning and it cuts to like the Igor like song from Tyler, yeah. the Creator? It was that. Like when she was like, I touched it. It's like... And the red light bulb comes mm-hmm. on and she can see the euphoria, euphoria yeah. locker room scene. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many ridiculous things about this movie. And one of them I really want to talk about... It's just how many times Elle takes off her clothes. I I said this earlier. This is like Marvel movie, but let's like switch gender roles because I hate it in the Marvel movies when they're like, okay, at least twice in the movie, the guy has to take his shirt off. I'm like, why? Oh, money. That's why. But this movie, I was a little confused. It was any said, chance they got. I said sexism. That's what it was. It was gross. Not like, it was gross because it just felt like they were exploiting her. They're like, hey, any chance we get to show off Joey's body? Let's go, baby. I, I, okay, so I know what they were trying to do, but it was so gross. They were trying to be like, Elle is this innocent little girl, which they still didn't like play off that well. Mm -mm. And, but she's starting to take off clothes. So obviously she's getting like, she, she knows she is her own woman. I'm like, Jessica Davis did this so much better. And I stand by that. And that's on season three, honey. Mm-hmm. I will say that, like, there were just scenes where it, like, was not necessary. You know what I'm saying? Like, there were some scenes, things happened and it added to the plot. But there was, like, one scene where she's sneaking out of Noah's bedroom. And she jumps down on the trampoline. And she's wearing this, like, tiny little skirt. Oh, And I'm gosh. like, this was so not necessary at all and then she like gets into the pool and the white shirt and you know white shirts and pools we all know the reasons i'm just like what is the point like why are we doing so much Mm -hmm. and then we get to prom and she's wearing that hideous dress and then we get to the joint birthday party where she's really trying to pretend like everything's fine. She's like, you know, Noah's not in my life anymore. He's gone to Boston after Molly Ringwald paid his way into the school. 
You've heard of the USC scandal. Buckle up. Here's the Harvard scandal. Anywho. There probably was a Harvard. I mean, it was more than USC. So there was probably, Harvard was probably in there somewhere. And Noah Flynn was a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just trying to like enjoy herself at this costume party. And then there's this line where he's like, you know me, any chance I get to cross dress? I'm like. Yeah. And he didn't even cross dress. He wore he like a Batman, like Batman costume. Yeah, it was really weird. And then the, I was like half watching the ending and there was only like 10 minutes left. And then she was th- this whole thing where I was like, I need to find Noah. And the brother was like, okay. He's like, I'm going to help you find him. And she's like, thanks for doing this. And then they're in the car and she's like sharing her feelings. And turns out Noah's in the passenger seat. <laughs> how did you not know? Like, how does she not know that was him? Like, they, I know they look similar, but they don't sound the same. And also, Noah is like a thousand inches taller exactly. than his brother. I mean, how do you not notice this? And she's a girl. And not to be stereotypical, but women are observant usually. Yes. <laughs> like, you would know. Um, especially in a car, I would say. Exactly. And she, like, almost crashes the car trying to pull over. And then they just enjoy all their time together before he goes to university. And she takes him to the airport and drives off on his motorcycle. Which I don't think she has the license for, honestly. Nope. Um, but where? When is this boy start uh, studying at Harvard? He's probably undecided law. right now. He's but... studying law. Oh, yeah. Or he's studying Robert Pattinson philosophy. I'm undecided about what yes. everything. Oh. He said, I am Tyler. But Tyler didn't even like, he wasn't even a student. He was just uh, one of those people who just like go to class just to take he the class. He was conducting a survey on how to get women. <laughs> I still cannot believe this boy got into Harvard. They were just like, Ivy League, let's just make it part of the story. I hate, we talked about it before, I hate when shows and movies do this, like, this character who is not studious gets into an Ivy League, and they do it because of, like, namesake and recognition. Like, I get it. But it's just, it's not realistic. Because, no, like, not. when did Noah ever express any interest in, like, school? Uh, never. I saw him read a book once. Once in that movie. Maybe he has, like, he was on, like, page three, though. We didn't even know if he was reading it. He was probably, like, in the <laughs> chapter, like. <laughs> he was in that library checking out at L, just like Crumb did. Um, this is a Harry Potter reference. I'm sorry. Victor Crumb sneaking up on Hermione in the library to Is that that out. cute boy from the water scene? Okay, let, let's just say that boy is at least 18 years old and Hermione is 14 in this movie. And I he, always thought that was the creepiest thing. He said predatory. But also, like, this relationship between Noah and Elle, even though in the movie they're, like, a year apart, they do be looking predatory. I'm, I said what I short. said. She is short and he is tall. But that being said, the dad, like, this is a whole other thing. This this will have to be, like, one of our last things because we're getting long. Yeah. The dad, Elle's father, after he finds out that Noah and Elle are together, which he had kind of started, like, speculating because Noah was coming to her soccer games and being like, yeah, that's my girl. The dad is like, I can't say that I support you guys. 
So even daddy's not about it. Mm. Daddy said, I don't like that. He said, ever since my wife died, I've been bringing up my girl to be the perfect housewife, and she's not going to do that for you. It's just, I think it's the whole anger issue thing. He's, like, probably worried because, like, you know, he beats up people. I don't want you to get beat up. (laughs) He said, like father, like daughter, focus on me. Focus, focus, focus focus on me. You're not dating my daughter. You're not dating her. It's just like, there's so many characters just randomly. Like, what's with the brother? What's with the little brother? He was just there for no reason. Why did the mom die? I mean, mean, yeah, I know how the mom died. But, like, why, for the purpose of the narrative, did she die? Why did Lee and Noah's father only appear in, like, one scene? And he was just there to be like, he's going to get kicked off the football team. I don't know. I'm just, I'm I'm still stuck on this whole mom thing because if our theory is correct that this is a year after her mom died, um, I'm just saying like, she just, she doesn't seem like her mom just died. I feel like a year after your mom dies, you're still like kind of thinking about her. And if you're going to be a year after she dies, let's fit that into the narrative. This isn't like five years after. It's like they did it for no reason. Once again, we don't know if there's a connect in the sequel. But it just they felt could take unnecessary. A, they could take a page out of Remember Me's book and just be like, yo. She just randomly goes around saying, like, my mom was murdered. I was there. And like, now okay. I eat my dessert first every time I go anywhere. I. Your middle name is Keith. God, your parents are so pretentious. Ooh. <sighs> What would you give this movie, like, as a rating? Okay, so I actually did give this movie a rating on Letterboxd. My lowest rated movie ever. (laughs) I gave this a half star out of five. I mean, just a half star out of anything is horrible. Um, (laughs) this This movie is just horrible. It's so just bad. But do you see why I kept saying I don't want to watch this again? Oh, no. I can definitely see why. The only reason I advocated us to watch it is because I think it would have been... I think it's it would have been... It would have made a great episode. I think it did. But, you know, sometimes you just got to suffer for the podcast. I want and damages the- for my suffering. <laughs> uh, my rating for this addition to the Joey King Cinematic Universe, um, the NOM series mm-hmm. god uh let's see out of five impossibly little skirts i would give it two, one and a half i was gonna say okay. two but one and a half because there were a few times when i did laugh i did chuckle a couple times here and there when he said you have an accent i thought that was really funny i just I think this movie, the reason why I rate it so low is, is because it's so cringy. Mm-hmm. I mean, even with After, such a cringy movie, it's, like, so funny After's that I can't perfect. take my... There's nothing I, wrong with that movie. <laughs> I can't take my eyes off of it. It was so funny. And I think that whole experience was just great. We were in that theater by ourselves, and our bladders were about to ex- explode by the end of it. But we weren't leaving until we knew who Hardin Scott was. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I can't wait to watch the newest edition after we collided. To our fanfic collection of reviews. Yes. I don't know when it's coming out. It's I think it's in October, but who knows at this point. But um should we take a quizzy wizzy? I could not think of anything else better to do than that. We are taking a quiz called Do You Belong in the Kissing Booth or To All the Boys I've Loved Before based on your random preferences? Hopefully you get cast in the sequels. Is that shade? <laughs> that already just came out. <laughs> By Jilly Pops 11 a community contributor. Thank you, Jilly Pops 11 Something about Jilly Pop is just really doing it for me. And what is that, a little Mila Kunis? Yeah, I, I think it is. is. I think it's her as Jackie. Mm-hmm. She looks really young. Mila Kunis always has looked young, though. Pick a color. Red, pink, yellow, or blue. I'm going to go with yellow, especially this yellow. This is cute. Um, I'm gonna go, red is very aggressive, I don't like that color. Uh, why is green not an option? Uh, cause they hate Slytherins. I guess I'm gonna pick pink just this one time. Do you have a sense of style? No, or, yes, of course, I'm eating it up every single day. I'm gonna say, no. Doing the Maddie face. Because I don't think... These are two very very bold answers. Okay, here's the thing. I'm going to say yes because my outfits weren't on Pinterest to be popping off. I just don't have the financial ability to have what I want. I, I don't know how to do anything when it comes to fashion. And that's that. Noah Flynn or Lee Flynn? Why is neither... I know. Not an option. I don't like either of them. Ooh. Oh. My I forget God. these quizzes aren't meant for for people who take it like ironically. <laughs> They're both horrible. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm honestly gonna pick Noah. Anger issues aside and everything like that. Because Lee, I feel like, is very toxic. He's, like, really holding on to these rules, and there's no sense of boundaries with him. And, like, Noah, I feel like we could we could go to some counseling classes and work on that. <laughs> but, like, Lee, I feel like that's some deep-rooted. Like, I don't think I could fix that overnight. Oh, I don't know. Um, I'm going to say Noah as well, because, like, like you said, Lee, Noah's is, like, his own personal, like, therapy sessions whereas I think Lee is like couples counseling and I don't want to be involved I feel like we're in a really long marriage with Lee Mm -hmm. and he established and we both established these rules when we were like 19 and married just got out of high school and then you get to like mid-30s and you're like I never want to see this man again or you have Mm -hmm. those Facebook posts where it's like I just love Lee so much, even though he makes me want to wring his neck every day, and I now have three of his children, I am so grateful to have been married for him for the last five years. Even though I really contemplate about 
you know, just digging a hammer into his head and hiding his body in the forest. I love him with all my heart. Happy Valentine's Day, babe. (laughs) Oh my God. Was that too much for the podcast? (laughs) Even though I have to physically restrain myself from putting anthrax in every meal I make for him, he has always been the light of my life, the fire of my loins. Happy anniversary, sweetheart. (laughs) Okay, which would you rather do? Paint a pretty picture. Write in my journal, dear diary. Listen to music on Spotify or play a sport that I don't care about. Um, Well, I guess as an English major, I should just stick to my roots and say, write. If we're staying on brand for myself, I guess would be listen to music. I would love to know how to paint. I just don't possess the skill. You can do whatever you want. That's the beauty of painting, isn't it? It just won't be what I want it to be. You just won't be successful. Exactly. When I see the watercolor (laughs) girls on TikTok, I'm like, I wish that could be me, but I just do not have it. All right. Pick a quote. You can be mad at someone and still miss them. Mm, if that ain't some toxicity that I have lived and breathed at one point in my life. I didn't fall for you. You tripped me. Ari nari, did it hurt any far from hiding? Standing here in front of everyone, I'm telling you that I love you. That I love you, babe. No one else, just you. I decided I had to see you one last time before I went to Harvard after my mom paid my way in. Are the first two from To All the Boys? I Because, like, so. aren't the second, aren't the last two from, we just watched this movie. I don't even know <laughs> what these quotes were from. Kind of skimmed the prom scene because it was very cringy. I won't lie. I know the last two are from The Kissing Booth, like, 100%. Well, then I'm just going to guess and say, the whole I didn't fall for you, you tripped me, that feels like something that would have happened. Um, Let's see. Let, okay, we got to choose from the cringy quotes. I know what um, I'm thinking. I mean, I'm really here for the I didn't fall for you, you tripped me. It's really cliche, like, lifetime movie type of thing. I guess we'll, I, you know, I don't want to be serious about this, so I'm going to go with that. I'm going to put you can be mad at someone and still miss them, and that's on <laughs> being a Pisces. <laughs> Pick another quote. Whoa, I didn't know we got multiple choices. Don't be afraid to love and then keep loving babe that's not it love don't get discouraged from all the rejection me on indeed.com be kind today okay hairstyles i was waiting on you to say it okay i think embracing your insecurities is so important in life uh where do these quotes come from i've never heard any of these I think embracing your insecurities is so important in life. I don't have a reason for it. I just don't know which ones to choose. I was also going to choose that one because I think it's important to get comfortable with things that you cannot necessarily change about yourself. I thought you were going to choose be kind today. Not going to lie. Girl, in what world have I ever been classified as kind and caring? Taylor said... Um, kind, never heard of her. Mean-spirited, yes. Stomp on my feelings. (laughs) 
um pick another rom-com that you love y'all okay the death i would not classify that as a rom-com 10 things i hate about you a classic starring the julia styles and the heath ledger while you were sleeping never heard of it or she's all that so i actually have heard of while you were sleeping i've just never seen it i've actually never seen any of these even though i have 10 things i hate about you i've seen three out of the four um i'm not a rom-com type of uh gal so that's why i haven't seen these but i am gonna pick 10 things i hate about you because of heath ledger I was also going to choose 10 Things I Hate About You because I love uh, the party scene, obviously. Uh, but just to be different, I guess I'll pick She's All That because it has that classic. She's so ugly because she wears glasses and the girl takes them off and it's like, <laughs> wow, she was hot the whole time. Mm. Are these like, like the movies we're doing, like the kissing booth and to all the boys are these going to be the rom-coms that people talk about in like 10 years time no. and it's just like oh my gosh like but what are the rom-coms i don't know anything about them these days i think they've always stayed the same i feel like rom-coms like classic tried and true ones they've just been around forever like they, they don't go anywhere it's always going to be the early 2000s late 90s vibe in my opinion okay Okay, what did you get? To all the boys I've loved before. There's not even a description for this. Wow. I wish I got yours. At least it would be aesthetically pleasing. But I got the kissing booth. I don't know what to say, guys. I mean, I'm disappointed. I guess we're all disappointed. But we must live with uh, the universe we've been chosen. (laughs) I mean, I'm not mad... At my universe, uh, I would really feel like an aesthetic queen in Jenny Han's version of the world. Do I want to I'm be saying. with Noah Centineo? Who? Questionable. Well, I don't think. You, I don't think you know. We're make, since this quiz was kind of vague. I'm gonna make up our own rules and just say it's just the universe we live in. Okay, maybe I we're just background characters. I can live with See, that. See, th- that's what I'm saying. Like, either I, yeah, maybe I get like the prep school preppy uh, private school type of vibe but like the colors and all that i don't know i i mean the school for like the four settings we got the school was kind of cool but that library was very dark academia maybe i can do something to fix that i'm gonna shift my realities tonight and fix all this the school decor and everything are you shifting to 5d (laughs) yes if anyone out there has done that or like understands it please explain to me because i don't get it like i know there's a video on youtube that you can like listen to or whatever guys we're just joking about we literally don't know how to shift we don't know anything about the culture of shifting and no we're not talking about jacob to werewolf oh my god um shifting what what a concept i always hear people say i'm gonna shift to hogwarts tonight i'm like okay honey i I don't know how that works but you have fun if i shift and it's a good reality can i stay there that's what i want to know like can i just stay 
That's what I'm saying. Like, okay, say you shift to Hogwarts. What time are we talking about? Like, are we talking about, like, the war with Voldemort type of... That just doesn't sound fun to me. I want to shift to, like, financial stability. (laughs) I want to shift to a good future for myself. I want to shift to Jeff Bezos' reality. So, like, I have those stacks. I will be giving that money to the charities as well. Don't get me wrong. I'm ethical, babe. I'm ethical. But um, it would be nice to just, you know, live off that Amazon money for, like, two seconds. Mm. Well, how about we go and shift to our outro, shall we? Oh, my God. Thank you so much for listening to this week's positively preposterous episode. I don't know, like, what to do for the kissing booth. Smoochy woochy? Kissy wissy? Smooch smooch. Uh, give us a rating, give us a review, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. Oh my gosh, spoke too fast there. And that's on Remember Me. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Courage and Doll and check out our website. CourageDollPodcast.wixsite.com slash now playing. And if you don't have Twitter but you still want to tell us your thoughts, then email us CourageDollPodcast at 